are listening to Jim and Donnie's Short, Sharp and Fitness podcast, brought to you by oldbullhealth.com, your hosts Donnie Singe and Jim Bolt. Welcome back. I'm Jim Bolt, and with me is Donnie Singe, and you're listening to the Old Bull Health Short, Sharp and Fit podcasts. Please subscribe and share. If you like what you hear, we're on the, all the major podcasting platforms. Now, today, Donnie, we have a guest, someone who's again agreed to come on, which is great, and I'd like to welcome Melo Kalaka. Thank Welcome, Melo. Thank you. Great to be here. Nice now, to be with you both. Just reading through your bio, Melo, you believe everyone in life uh, can have a life of passion, and you're on a mission to empower people to do this. You're a certified mindfulness and performance coach. Um, your experiences, which are in your book, include cycling and trekking through Africa, Asia, India, Nepal, Europe, and North America. There's quite a lot in there. And you've written this book, uh, Beating Burnout, Finding Balance, and you work with companies running corporate programs to help the people in those companies be the best at their game. First question, you know, what inspired you to write this book and, and who did you write the book for? Yeah, as a inspiration came over a period of time, I'd say. So I do, as you, as you just mentioned, I do a lot of corporate talks. So I go into organizations, do workshops, and sometimes these stories would come out. I never know what would come out. So it'd be a story about Africa or, you know, resilience or adversity or all these sort of stories. And many people said to me, Mela, you should write a book. So I, I had it in the background. I was always there, sort of parked in the background. I didn't really take the action. But what really sort of lit the fire for me was, you know, during COVID where I, was, I spoke to over 75,000 people and most of my work is in-house. So it is in the, in the company. So they know me in the company. And I thought, but wow, you know, people are really struggling and I've got a, a skill, some knowledge that I can share with people to help people. So I want to get this book out to the world and, and share it with the world. And and then what happened? So it was inspired by COVID, that time during yeah, COVID? In, yeah. In a way, that was the that was the that was what, you know, I had the I had the spark already, like it was already there in mm. the back of my mind. But mm. then COVID really ignited it. And then what really what really pushed it over the edge was post-COVID when I started to go back into the room again and started to you know, do seminars and workshops live face-to-face. -face. I looked around the room and it actually saddened me to look around the room and see people are exhausted, people are burnt out, people are fatigued, and they actually didn't know how to get out of it. So that's where the book was really born to, to help as many people as possible. I'm on a mission right now to support as many people as possible to, you know, beat burnout, and find balance in their life. Okay. Um, now, uh, Melo, Donnie, I don't know if you've got any comments yet. It's, it's abnormal for you to be this quiet this long. Hey, I'm here to listen to Melo, so so okay. I'm happy. I'm All happy. right. Okay. So, Melo, I, I suppose, um, you know, you, the books, obviously, you talk about um, burnout in the title and finding balance, but it's really about so much more. So, so I actually wanted to ask you where where do you want us? Where's the bright place to start in this? Because there's so much in there, and and there are great stories. And the one story I did want to come back to was around the machine gun in your back um, on the bus. <laughs> but we'll get. But let's get back to that. But yeah. Just, where 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 was your passion, or where's a good place to even yeah. start about this? Yeah, you're right. There's so much. Even writing the book, to be honest, I actually overdid the words. So I was commissioned um, to write 55,000 words I was supposed to write, and I ended up writing 75,000 words. 
and it was actually too much. So um, my publisher said, no, that's too much. We can't actually put all that in there. So I had to cull, you know, 20 odd thousand words, which was actually harder than even writing the 70,000 words to start <laughs> with. So I was like, what, what do you leave out? So I had to sort of um, take out a chapter. Ironically, the chapter was all about letting go. <laughs> and acceptance so, wow. so, so yeah the, the book itself as you as you mentioned Jim there's all chapters there on self-awareness and burnout and stress and resilience and self-regulation dealing with overwhelm and anxiety fear and trust and purpose and gratitude probably a good place to start would be you know, where it should start because it's all about self-awareness you know, it really is and you can't change what you don't notice so when I wrote the book, just to you know frame that is when I actually wrote it, I, I interviewed about 200 people for the book, entrepreneurs, athletes, um, CEOs, a whole range of different cohorts of people. And 90% of the people that I interviewed didn't realize they were burning out until it was too late. You know, so they had no awareness. So mm. it really all starts with that self-awareness piece. So that's probably a good place to kick off. And where so so when you start talking about self-awareness, like yeah. what's the so the first step yeah, right, the, to anyone to anyone who's listening now to both of our listeners, what's the first uh, what's the first step, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is about being mindful, like about you know, when it comes to burnout. You know, if people are not even aware that they're burning out, they don't even know what to do about it. Or, or what happens is you know they they're aware of it. They might have a bit of awareness that you know they're stressed or they're working long hours and not taking breaks, and they actually just keep going and keep pushing through. So it's about being aware of what I need to do in this moment now to actually deal with the stress, what I need to do today. Maybe I need to take a break. Maybe I need to go for a walk. Maybe I need to you know, go for a holiday, whatever it is that, that you need to do. So that's where it really starts. And mindfulness is the best tool in many ways, being mindful you know, of the moment day by day, you know, week by week. When it comes to mindfulness, there's two things that I teach and I share and 101, like mindfulness 101. And the first thing is just to stop and pause and give yourself permission to stop, get off that rat wheel of life or that treadmill of life, that busyness and pause and then, you know, get to know yourself, you know, sit with your feelings, sit with your thoughts, sit with, uh, connect with yourself, with your body and with your mind. Mm. So that's what's called the formal practice, stopping pausing, maybe doing a breath practice to mm. really sort of slow down. Um, that's really important, but most people don't give themselves permission to slow down. Just and Mela, you talk about going. that um, in that first bit. The one thing that that I pulled out of that, you, there's an, a, a paragraph on emotional intelligence. And, mm. you know, I think, and I think you make the point that everyone thinks that's about understanding others and their feelings uh, and sharing empathy and connection and getting, yes. you know, a, but the, the point you make is actually two bits there, right? Which is also about yourself. Mm. And I wanted to to ask, is that is that about if you don't understand yourself, it's hard for you to understand others? Is that it? Totally. Yeah, to most of the time when I'm in the room and I ask the question, you know, what is emotional intelligence? Most people will bounce back with, you know, reading the room or understanding others or you know, having empathy. All of those mm. are definitely factors of emotional intelligence. But unless you know yourself better first, how can you relate that to others? So getting to know yourself on a deeper level, getting to know your behaviors, getting to know your emotions, getting to know your reactivity, mm. getting to know yourself on a much deeper level, getting to know the things that trigger you getting to know the things that push you a little bit over the edge. So until you know yourself better, how can you relate to others? Same as mm. love and compassion. Until mm. you actually love yourself, 
you don't have compassion for yourself, how can you share that with others? So it all starts with you. It really does. Mm. Yeah. And, and so is that about how you, so it's, so understand yourself and then how you treat others, obviously is a yes. result. Yeah. Of that. And, and during COVID, to be honest, during COVID, especially here in Victoria, where I live, uh, we had like six lockdowns with this crazy you know, lockdown after lockdown after lockdown. And a lot of people mm. reached out to me during that period because finally people had to stop and pause and, you know, not go to the workplace. And a lot of them didn't like what they saw, to be honest. You know, they, mm. they they saw busyness as a badge, you know, <laughs> let's just keep busy, let's keep working and let's distract myself from, you know, and, and, you know, run the business and all those sort of things. And when they had to finally stop and introspect, some people didn't even know themselves, who they were outside of their work because their mm. work defined them. Is that isolation as well? Yeah, the isolation. Yeah. And mm. to, be, to be with yourself and to be with your thoughts, it's it can be quite confronting for, for so, many people. Yeah. And what I, what I do find in the work that I do, just to extend on that, and then I'll let you bounce back, mm. is a lot of people distract themselves from their thoughts. A lot of people, you know, they, I've got so many clients, you know, they're executives or CEOs, and they cannot go to sleep unless they're listening to a podcast, unless they're distracting themselves from their thoughts. And my question to them is, what are you distracting yourself from? What mm. is it that you don't like seeing? Because some of these thoughts can be uncomfortable. There can be mm. uncertainty mm. or anxiety. So when it comes to that self-awareness piece we're talking about, it's actually getting to know yourself better, turning mm. towards your thoughts, having a relationship with your thoughts, having a relationship with your emotions. How do I respond to fear? Mm. How do I respond to sadness and grief mm. and all these things? You know, hopefully that's answered that question to some extent. And, but- and you find men are particularly uh, are worse at that? Than, than women, for, for yeah, example, and, yeah, and why? Why do you think that is? If I, I think just expressing themselves, you know, really like just you know, sharing their expressions, sharing their emotions, sharing their vulnerability. You know, just mm. in general, men, men are we're getting better. I think we're getting better. I think vulnerability is now starting to be recognised as a strength, yeah, as a leader. So we are getting better. Like next week, for example, I'm doing a whole series of sessions for Are You OK Week? You know, here in Australia, September's you know Are You OK Month, and and a lot of them are in um, construction industries and engineering companies where it is predominantly men, male, male orientated. Uh, Donnie, you're doing some work in those industries as well, right? Yeah, with the with the Green Star, where um, you know the, the 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 innovative parts of that industry um, are very aware of the, you know, every second day a, a construction worker takes their life. That's right. And that's yeah. You know, and so um, I would go in and and literally work around that space of that of that well being and the capacity and 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 that and then um, and on the second day we'd bring in a, a mental health expert. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm passionate about helping as many people as possible. And yeah, you're right. Like, you know, it's for, it's in the construction industry alone. It's apparently four point five times more than the general population. Wow. You know, suicide rate. And uh, so, actually, in one of the sessions I'm doing next week, we are actually getting somebody in in the actual industry to talk about his own mental health um, experience, which I think is even more powerful when they're speaking from their own you know, heart and showing that vulnerability because it opened up the conversation for others to also, you know, feel safe to do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now, Donnie, just jump in um, when you're ready. But one thing, because I'm just going to, I had, there was a lot of areas where I made notes and I was going, gee, I really wanted to to talk about this and that. And the one was your experience in the Vietnam monastery where you were allowed to talk, but you were only allowed to talk about the topic you were dealing with. 
Yes. Um, how did that? How did that go? Yeah. Well, this is this is flowing on from our conversation about self awareness. So yes. Before number one is that mindfulness practice where you stop yes. pause. So that's called the formal practice. Yeah. And the other the other is called the non formal practice, which is basically just being more mindful of all the things that you're doing in your day. So you think about in your life all those things that you do in default mode, you know, from getting up in the morning to brushing your teeth, to washing your hair, to, you know, cooking, commuting, all those things. So when I was in this particular monastery in Vietnam, the the practice around there, it wasn't a silent monastery. I've been to other, you know, Vipassana retreats where you cannot speak at all. Um, but this one, you could talk if you wanted to speak, but only about the thing that you were doing. So say, for example, you were chopping the vegetables, you couldn't say, you couldn't talk about the weather or something else. You could you could only talk about the vegetables if you wanted to speak at but all. Did someone bring you back on task if you did? Like, or, yeah, or, yeah, it was just, it was just we're all we're keeping each other accountable for it. So uh, so if you were chopping the vegetables, you could oh, say, look at my carrot today. Oh, my God, it looks so orange and beautiful and <laughs> the, the scent of my lemon or whatever. So you could talk about the scent. So it brings you into your senses. Yeah, yeah. Eating, eating the food, you're talking about the aromas and the flavors and all yeah. of these things. Even when you're washing the the dishes you're talking about the the temperature of the water on your hands or you know the smell of the the soap or whatever it is and at first it was hard i must say it, it made me realize how not present you are doing your day-to-day -day tasks it well i think you said 47 percent of the time people are off task exactly right? yeah. so 47 so, so if we've got an hour podcast going on here probably chances are people are drifting off 30 minutes of that hour so you know people are you know thinking mm. about things so it does take training to mm. train yourself to be present it does take discipline and I, I often say the joke here when i'm running some seminars is like when you're in the shower having a shower are you really saying mm, i love my lime and coconut shampoo this morning scammers <laughs> 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 yeah no no i'm not okay geez my is looking great yeah, or are you already like planning your day? Are you already mm. stressing out in the shower and you haven't even started your day yeah. yet? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or I need stay. a note. I need a note taker in the shower. So I'm like, oh shit, that's what. <laughs> exactly. So so it does take discipline to stay present. Mm. It really mm. does. And what yeah. I also say around this is, especially in conversation, like in communication, for example, people know when you're not listening. People know oh, yeah. when you're present when, and one of the best compliments you could ever give somebody in your life especially your children and your family is your full attention you know your mm, full attention yeah, absolutely so it does take discipline to do that so yeah it was a great experience in the monastery there where i was you know staying yeah. there for some, some weeks and i started to enjoy everything like absolutely yeah. everything and then i remember not long afterwards being up in the himalaya and trekking up there and uh, you know you have to do your own dishes and things like that out there. You know, sleeping at like five thousand meters altitude, sleeping in tents. It's freezing cold, sub-zero temperatures. And I remember washing the dishes. My turn washing the dishes, and it was an amazing experience. Yeah, you know, out there in the Himalaya, <laughs> minus thirty-five degrees. Yeah. The water temperature was you know boiling water. It felt amazing. It was like yeah. the ultimate. And I actually put my hand up. Out after that, to do the dishes every night, I said I'm happy to do it every night. <laughs> I'll be I'll, I'll be travelling with you on my next trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and yeah. then because uh, the, the other part of that is, and you talk about this at some stage around the multitasking, but everyone yeah. thinks they're a multitasker, but they're actually not. No, 
no human beings cannot multitask we cannot and to define it, a lot of people say oh yes we can yeah you can do that humans can simple multitask so let's say they're they're walking and talking or let's Mm. say they're walking the dog and they're chewing gum or or driving the car listening to gentle music in the background yeah but when when it comes to cognitive multitasking doing two complex things at the same time yeah human it's only two percent of the population on earth that can it's a bit of a freak but yeah. we, what we do is we context switch. So we go from one thing to another, and it sometimes seems like we're actually um, multitasking, but we're mm. not. We're, fit, we're stopping one task. We're doing the other. And I do a lot of great exercises around this to disprove this. To prove know, it. This myth, yeah. Because and as you get older, uh, it gets harder as well. Um, as you, yeah, as you get you know, mild cognitive yeah. decline, yeah. it gets it gets 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 more more I, harder and harder. I, I, I found that was one of the really the things that really drew me into the book. Yeah, uh, Mallow was the exercises, the practical elements of your book. Mm. Um, so for me, you know, when I look at how you, even though you've got like nine different chapters of really, yeah. um, really relevant um, stuff you've got there, and chapter one from your self awareness, um, then you, then you hit go through a couple of things, hit that self regulation, yeah, go through a few more things, you, you hit that. The um the the purpose and the and the um uh, perseverance into your gratitude and compassion and then and into your balance and you know what I what I what really grabbed me was that not only is the story itself what you're talking about you know re- really engaging and your experiences um a lot of your stuff even it's not presented as such but there is a tremendous amount of clinical and and like empirical evidence behind um what you're talking about, which I yeah. found without you throwing down a whole lot of references and, 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 and talking, you know, the big coaching science game, I, that that's what really kept me engaged with it. I was able to read your book in succession over, over uh, five or six days and, and yeah. really enjoy it. I didn't find myself going back and reading a chapter again and then, and then going back and reading a chapter again. I, mm. I, I think it's such a well-written um piece of piece of literature you know I, I really enjoyed it but at the end of every um chapter you have a nice clear set of exercises that we can engage in and demonstrate and actually get a feeling for what it is you're talking about so um yeah. so for me you know um your your burnout book you know i i, I i'd happily push that out as a as a textbook for um for well, for, for for anybody, in particular for men like myself, you know, who's sort mm. of over the other side of fifty and pushing around there, and not so that we can reflect on burnout, but because I learned a lot of there that I can even look now at my younger sons and think to myself, yeah. you know, these are really important things that that I would like to little traits and little bits of um, you know, that I can demonstrate little bits of information. Mm, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so for me, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a, a really interesting and. Um, beneficial read oh thank I'm, I'm so glad that you actually picked that up donnie because that was my intention with the book my intention was to actually simplify the complex and make it implementable and i purposefully didn't want to make it data mm. and research heavy mm. even though yeah even though i've done that myself over over three decades yeah. of the work that i've been doing this i've researched and i've you know all yeah. the evidence that i've pulled together but i purposely because what i have found that sometimes it can overcomplicate overcomplicate what is actually a simple practice 
Oh, it, oh ab- absolutely. Look, the, the, like I said, you know, yourself, myself, and and Jim, and 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 our yeah, our two listeners, and anybody else out there. <laughs> um, yeah, we all we, we we may have tertiary backgrounds. We may have um, academics. We may have uh, certifications and all the different types of coaching, um, high performance coaching, and that. But what yeah. I what I found was when I read your book, even with that knowledge in the back, I reflected more on experience yeah. and, and where I'd been in life rather than back to the studies I've done and, and, and the degrees and, 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 you know, so I, I think that's a really, that what that really shows me is that the book can reach every, um, you know, just living, breathing human being who, who wants to be better yeah, or, yeah. Or, 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 or wants to think of strategies that can help them, you know, get through this life. Um, with the most joy and, and minimal stress. So, um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, well done. Really yeah, well done. Thank you. And it is it is all about implementation, isn't it? It's actually about doing the practices. Mm. Not, I'm not sure if you remember in the book, I talk about a, a professor that I coach. And, um, you yeah, know, he came to me through the Royal, Royal Australasian College of Surgeons. And when I looked at his credentials, I thought, oh, my God, this guy is far smarter yeah. than me. Like he's got all the, the guy who, who drove into the hedge. Yeah, no, that was a, that was another surgeon actually. Yeah, okay. that was another one. But this one is a professor, so he knew all the things cognitively. Like every time I did a session with him, you know, he wrote a research paper on uh, that, book yeah. on that. So you can know it cognitively, but yeah. you actually have to do the practices That's right. to benefit. It's it's like mm-hmm. saying you want to run a marathon, but you only read about running a marathon. Yeah, you, like you have well, that was to like that, that that little conversation we had at the start, ballet before we started, where yeah, you know, I didn't go and do a masters in education and, and, and sports coaching until I was 50 or well, 50, 51. And um, I'd already, yeah. I, I'd already achieved the height of the game there. I, I already had premierships and, you know, yes. and, and work at international level. And I, I thought I made all that stuff up. I just thought I was the great intuitive <laughs> master and in that, you know, eventually I would write a book and I went and did this masters and I'm sitting there nodding, thinking, shit, that's okay. There's a process behind that. And, and luckily I was in, one of those those um, environments where I was able to, to practice that. So, so yeah. you know exactly what you're talking about. Getting to that point, and I so I was back to front. Get yeah. get there, and now oh geez, you know now how do I share it? How do yeah. I share it? Yeah. And um, so um, yeah, this this like I said, it, it's 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 just a great book for anybody to pick up, spend a nice good solid ten or so days, and work yeah. way work your way through it. Do the exercises at the end of each chapter. Um, read the book in order because I think you have put it perfectly in, in in the right order for somebody to go through each chapter and progress as they go. So yeah, hey, Donnie, I, I, I'm, I was still in the middle of the book, Donnie. You've like jumped to the end now, but uh, <laughs> but as a whole. But hey, so so on the on the Vietnam monastery bit. Yeah. All right. I'm guessing you didn't watch a lot of movies. There. <laughs> no, because no, you wouldn't want to be talking about the movie while the movie was running. No, obviously. no. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, this my kids. This is the only time my kids can focus on what they're doing is when they're trying to watch a movie. Watch a movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no. Anyway. It's just enjoying enjoying each moment. Mm. And the, the monastery uh, that follows the inspiration of Thich Nhat Han. You might have heard of a famous Vietnamese monk who actually popularized mindfulness. Um, and so it's actually the practices are beautiful and the practices are simple. And that's what I always find that my biggest message is like, it should be simple. It actually should be easy to do when you are mindful. 
and you know you might agree with this donnie here when it when, when you're when you when you're practicing mindfulness and you really are in the moment it should be effortless easy mm. you're in that flow <clears throat> athletes often describe in flow, it yeah. in that flow state being in the zone where it's just like effortless and but you're absolutely right out of out these Mathieu, uh, Mathieu Ricard is also another one. The, 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 um, yeah, the so these philosophers and, and yeah, people just exactly. doing their thing. Yeah. Now, luckily, we we're able to reap the rewards and, and the learnings from I, I was yeah, too I like busy it. working and burning up to know. <laughs> I like the marriage now of. of <laughs> yeah i like what i like what's happening now with the marriage of philosophy and and you know buddhism and and science it's catching up so i love how it's all coming together and exactly some of these you know old wisdoms are actually proven now through science yeah perma perma, perma yeah in my yeah. head perma yeah. yeah but yeah you know the buddhists could have taught us a lot if we'd all listened to the to the buddhist you know about 30 40 years ago or probably earlier than that we should have been listening Two thousand um, years ago, we would have been on the right track to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> leave each other alone so, and live your life. Um, yeah. Just bringing this back to practical stuff, Mello. So, so, so for oh, the the average man in the street walking down the road, when chronic stress behaviour and anxious behaviour, when should they start worrying and come what, come buy the book? Like when's the? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Jem and Donnie's Short Sharp and Fitness Podcast, brought to you by OldBullHealth.com. For more information, visit our website or find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. Or drop us an email if you do have any questions or would like to suggest a topic. Help at oldbullhealth.com.